I know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. And it is time for us. I know you've been waiting breathlessly for an entire week. Breathlessly? Breathlessly. The wait is over. We are here. Let the bells ring out and the banners fly. Okay. How about let's let, let the golf balls fly? What do you say about that? Right? <laughs> we are those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. I'm in a studio. He's on a practice team because he's like a teacher. Look, it's so much fun. And I'm a talker. <laughs> Was it the Cool Hand Luke where Paul Newman just sat back one day and said, a man needs to know his limitations? Yeah. What a great movie that was, wasn't Isn't it? it though? And well, for those well, of you who are going, yeah. cool hand, what? Go yeah. look it up, Google it, and then go watch it. Okay. Yeah. Well, what we have here is this <laughs> failure to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> but knowing your limitations is probably the first thing that most recreational golfers should keep in mind when heading out to the first tee. Yeah, look, I I teach so many people that are just recreational golfers, and I teach some people that are high-level golfers. And I swear that every time I teach one of those high-level golfers, invariably right behind them in on my lesson schedule is a recreational golfer. And they always look at what that athlete can really do that was in front of them. And they, and they say stuff like, can you get me to do that? And my brain says, I can get you to perform in your best way possible, but it ain't going to be that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me break it to you gently. The, the, the first thing that I know is that I know the person's limitations that I'm standing there working with. Mm -hmm. And so one of my jobs, when we're having this great conversation about golf, a lot of it revolves around what you're built to do and what can you do and what can you not do. And if you're trying to do something that falls in the realm of something that you physically cannot do, well, then we should not be doing it. Amen. <laughs> and yet they try all the time. I want to swing it faster. I want to swing it harder. I want to do this. I want to do that. Okay. I got it. I, I get it. I got it. Right. Let's find out what you can do and let's maximize that. And then if you want to do more than that, what is it going to take for you to make that happen? For example, John, today, let's say you had a club head speed of 88 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. And you said, that's, that's my top end. And I could get you to perform a way that you could get up to 90 right now. And you say, I want to get to 95. What do we got to do? And the answer is, it's probably not a technique. And okay. then you don't like my answer. Then you have to get in better shape. That's always the case, right? Mm -hmm. How do I throw a ball faster than I can throw it? Get stronger. Right get more explosive. How do I run faster? Get stronger, get more explosive. Mm -hmm. How do I swing a club faster? 
get stronger, get more explosive. But that's where all the golfers fail. And that's where they kind of look at it and go, no, 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 I, I know there's some technique. I'm watching. My technique doesn't look like um, the guy, the long drive guy with the big, long hair, Pat Berkshire. Yeah. That's, that's because none of you looks like that guy with the big, long hair, not just you your technique. Know what this guy <laughs> looks like. <laughs> Samson comes to mind. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is literally has the build of an NFL tight end. Yeah. You know what he has? Power. In every shape of form of power, that guy's little finger can bench press more than you can. Right. Yeah. And you think this by copying his technique that you can get some bigger club head speeds. And I'll say, okay, let's do this experiment. If you really want to waste some time doing this, we'll waste some time doing this. Here we are. We're going to measure your club head speed. Start. We hit a ball, get it out there, and you say, okay, now you're going to mimic somebody else's swing style or technique. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go, we'll measure that one. We'll see if the club went faster. That's a yes or a no. And it's a measured by miles per hour. Okay. So then we go do that, and then there's a whole bunch of no's. This technique, that technique. How come Fred Couples looks looks so smooth and easy, yet he hits it to the far and club head speed really fast? I need Fred Couples' technique. Mm -hmm. No, wait, no, no, no. I got to turn my body more, and I got to have more flexibility. I need John Daly's technique. Okay. What if you can do both? What if those are within the realm of what you can pull off? And and what if neither of those things gave you any more miles per hour? And I could give you more miles per hour until your body says, I'm not fast enough. I'm not strong enough. Mm -hmm. At that point, I've identified your limitations. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of people out there, John, that need proof that it did not or did work. Right. It's perfect. Yeah. I have a measuring device and there's proof. Guess what, John? Every time you did that, it went slower. How about that? How many more times do you do you think you would do it if you had the here's my baseline and I'm going to try this thing? How many times would you try that thing if all the evidence pointed toward you got slower? Uh once. And once once I got slower, I go, okay, let's move. Yeah, forward. right. Yeah. But that that's important. There's a lot of people out there testing their limitations, so to speak, mm -hmm. on something and finding out that if they try something that is, say, within the realm of what they can physically do, you still have to find out is it faster. Now, you're not you're not saying that it is not impossible or it is not possible for a student to make the commitment to get more powerful, to do what needs to be done outside of the golf technique to be able to accomplish faster swing speeds and more power. Yeah. I can give them a certain amount more in technique. Right. Within their limitations. But when you stretch their limitations by going to the gym and getting more powerful, mm -hmm. their limitations are a little bit broader. It's a broader category. Right. Yeah. They're no longer limited. Right. They're right. able they to become more less limited 
Yes, right? indeed. Yeah. But you see, it, it comes to a, the fact that the person still has to know their limitations so they can understand this is a this is all I got. Right. If I go do something to make my range of limitations broader, I'm not as limited. I can swing it faster. I can do X, Y, or Z better if. Right. But then again, you you, you come up against it time and time again, and you understand that, uh, like like we said at the beginning, a man needs to know, and a woman too, needs to know their limitations. If you want to uh, to ignore your limitations, well, you can't ignore them, but you can reduce them by working harder at improving what you need to improve in order to keep those limitations lower. And, um, you know, what the, the practical thing is, you know, limitations dictate what tees you should play from. I don't care if you're, if you're out with a group of three friends who hit from the tips. If you can't get to the fairway from the tips, don't try it. Just say, Just listen, wait. guys, no, I'm going up. I'm moving up a T or two. You know, They're not going to have any fun either. No, they're not. Hit a ball, drag John. Hit a ball, <laughs> drag John. Hit a ball, drag John. Yeah. That's what it's going to be, right? Can you imagine being the other three guys who are long enough to play back there Dragging John around the golf course, he's going to hit it off the team. He's going to barely get it to the fairway. So every time they've busted it down the fairway, here comes John taking it off the tee. Ding, ding, ding. Next thing you know, it takes him two shots to get to theirs. Right. How old does that get? That How gets quickly terrible. do they stop playing with you? They stop, and or you stop playing with them. Yeah, I mean, because you're it, sick of it too. It can't be fun. I mean, it is no, not I fun. mean, John, think about how many times people have just blown it past you. How many times do you keep playing with them? Yeah, not very. Because they're sitting there looking at it like, man. That's why I'll never play golf with your daughter again. Oddly <laughs> <laughs> well, enough, that's the first time I've heard that conversation. <laughs> She said, yeah, that guy didn't hit it anywhere. (laughs) No, but so the reality of it is, is everybody feels that, right? Right. So you do need to play within your limitations to play successfully. Yes. And you have to accept what those limitations are when you get to the T. Right. When you go to the practice range and you try to stretch your limitations, okay, when you go to the gym to try to make yourself better so you're not as limited, okay, good for you. Go do those things. But damn it, when you get to the tee box, go to the right tee and play for what's going to come out of you. It'll and be much more so fun. That, look, if you've got a driver in your hand on a par four and you hit a solid shot and it goes pretty darn straight, you had better play the tee that can get you – a seven iron at the longest into that hole. Play within yourself. Words to live by. And we've got more words, words, if we can pronounce them, as the words fall trippingly from the tongue, or I'm tripping over the words. I'm not sure which is doing it here, but we'll be right back. We're all those weekend golf guys. Don't you move.
Why don't you follow us on Twitter? It's very easy. Just go to twitter.com. We are at WKND Golf Guys. And we are back those weekend golf guys. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there in Florida for the moment. Okay. Sunshine State, Orange Juice, Disneyland. I'm looking at it for the sheer number of golf courses. I guarantee you that in the square miles that Florida has, they got more golf courses than every other state. You could cut off a third of the state, like the bottom third of the state in Florida. Mm-hmm. You just divide it into thirds and you cut off the bottom third and you counted up the golf courses are in the bottom third. I guarantee you it's more golf courses than the state of Indiana and the state of Ohio right next to each other. I promise put you it is. Put together. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I guested on a guy's podcast called uh, Talking About Radio an old radio dude who talks to old other old radio dudes. And we, you know, tell all old radio stories. He, he said, it's really funny. I'm talking to you, John, because I live on the third fairway of a golf course on Ashton Lake, Florida. (laughs) I should get comped when I come down there to play. Should I not? I Um, would think that you should. As a matter of fact, they'll probably, you know what? They'll probably ask you when you come, Sir, our lake is too shallow. There's too many golf balls in it. Could you come get them out? <laughs> Bring your snorkel. And give it a shot. I can't go down too low. I've got an inner ear thing. And if I go too low, the pressure gets me. I know my limitation. Uh, to... How about those guys that are arguing with alligators down there for a golf ball, right? Yeah, no. Let, let the alligator like, have look, it. Look, it's like, look, if you're going into a pond, you're down in Florida, and part of your gig is diving for golf balls. <laughs> Dude, you are sick in the head just have a death wish thinking that's a good job for you right (laughs) because florida does get warm in the wintertime and extraordinarily warm in the summertime do most of the golfers down there are they natives or do the natives go elsewhere during the summer and you know rent their houses to the snowbirds i don't know but there's an awful lot of snowbirds renting something yeah so somebody owns it have you seen the, the ads for, for people to drive uh, U-Haul trucks back to California from Texas and Florida? No. <laughs> people are renting them one way, and they're, like, running out of vehicles in California to rent. <laughs> back. We want them yeah. to come back in. Yeah, please. No, I've not seen that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a little side gig if you don't mind driving. But we were talking about staying within your limitations. Sometimes, though, it's an ego thing. You have to wrestle with your own ego in order to actually realistically tell yourself what are your limitations. All right. So let's just go say that you could play with your buddy Mm -hmm. and you guys make an agreement. Gentlemen's or not, just make an agreement in the round of golf. The second someone tries to play outside of their limitations to try to push the envelope, so to speak, Mm -hmm. hit a shot that they got no business hitting because they just want to push it. Yeah. Right. They want to take that seven iron over the pond off that downhill lie. Yeah. Right. They want to sit there and take that driver and go, yeah, I can carry this thing 230 over that chasm. Mm-hmm. And every time that they try something and fail, the other guy gets to pipe up <laughs> and say, how'd that work out for you, brother? <laughs> or something along those lines. Something to that effect. <laughs> yeah. How's that treating you? 
And then there's a little bit of ridicule that goes along with the failure. And all of a sudden, the golfer doesn't want to do that anymore. And then he begins to play within his limitations. And then the quality of shots that he did hit just got better. Yeah. And then they're happier throughout the round. Believe me, I have worked with the realm of sarcasm with many of my <laughs> players. And man, I know I that's right. You, <laughs> they respond so quickly yeah. and so well to appropriately timed and appropriately said sarcasm. Yeah. But yeah. it does mean that you need to play within your limitations. Mm -hmm. You know who's worse at this, right? So certainly men are worse at stretching their limitations than women. Oh, yeah. Women are quick to play within their limitations because they are avoiding pain far more often than the men are. Yep. But as a group, as a subset of men, <laughs> no, as a subset of men, the younger men, full of testosterone and full of stupidity, mm -hmm. the teenagers through the 35-year-olds, that range right there, let's call that the stupid range. Okay. <laughs> that group of males they're the ones that you always have to concern yourself with in terms of who's going to play outside of their limitations because of ego mm -hmm. pride mm -hmm. they're gonna what's really gonna happen there is they're the ones that are gonna go we are playing the tips because yeah. i am strong and yeah. i can hit a ball farther than i think i can yeah. yeah. Well, you know, think about it. I hit a 280 yard drive once. I can do yeah. it all the time now, even yeah. though that one time it was downhill with a 40 mile an hour wind at my back. And you landed on a parking lot. <laughs> and right. <laughs> I was cutting the corner of this dog leg. The parking lot's in the middle. <laughs> I carried that sucker. I must have carried that thing 200. And I got three bounces and a bam right back on the golf course. And I had a wedge in my hand going in the green. That's exactly how it played out. I hit it 280. Boys. Two on that one. Yeah. You know, so that becomes happen. the you new norm. Once, right. Yeah. Because th this play within your limitations thing is important to actually play well and succeed and have fun. Otherwise, you're just going to be one of those people that goes out and says, I am better than what I really am. I hit it longer than what I really do. And then when it fails, you then have somebody, hopefully your buddy that's in the cart with you, that says, How'd that one treat you? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you start to back down on that stupid stuff. And then when you're no longer you just have more fun, you can no longer do the sarcasm thing. You can do what I do with my brother-in-law. He says, I can get there from here. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> right. How much do you want to bet? Exactly. Right now. <laughs> Here's a great example of playing within your limitations 
or not playing within your limitations, right? You have just careered one off the tee on the par five. Right. And you just hit it 250. Right. And you got 240 left. Right. <laughs> and you're like, no, I just hit a 250. I can do it twice. That's right. <laughs> so here you go with not a driver and not a tee. Mm-hmm. Now you're ripping out three wood and you're standing out there. And you're waiting for the green to clear. To clear. <laughs> and everybody's standing on the team behind you. And they're all going, oh, brother. Here we go. And you'll be lucky to hit this one 60 so, yards. <laughs> right. So you know what's about to happen. Yes. The ego has spoken. <laughs> now he's got to do it because he stopped the cart. He's standing there for a little while. He's got the three wood in his hand. He's made his, while he's waiting on the green to clear, he's made his 85 practice swings. <laughs> right? He's making everybody wait. Right. And he knows it. And so the 38th just, and the 43rd practice swing were good. They were. <laughs> yeah. They were. You yeah. know, and now he's making everybody wait and he knows it. So the pressure is on him. Yeah. To stand up there and pure one yeah. for the first time of the day, week, month, life, whatever, right? <laughs> and then, blip, here we go. Yep, as I say to and my then, brother-in-law, no, you can't. <laughs> and then, this sentence has to happen. As soon as that thing gets duffed, topped, shanked out of bounds, whatever, <laughs> uh-huh. that didn't turn out well because of all of the said things that are going on in this golfer's head, you know that this is a must say from the people, the rest of the people in his group. It, it rings loud and clear in the guy's head for the rest of the day. Uh-huh. We had to wait for that? For that. <laughs> yeah. And, this and has other- to happen. <laughs> And other reactions, that's right. Overcoming or overdoing your limitations when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. You need to hang. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. Just go there and interact with us. Facebook.com slash golf guys. back those weekend golf guys i'm john ashton he is jeff smith we're talking about limitations we're talking about maintaining them uh admitting to them um trusting them believing in them and playing according to them however i think that we should maybe extol the virtues of improving on them oh yeah it would be it would behoove you especially if you're in the stupid category teen to 35 year olds that jeff mentioned earlier to go take lessons, to go to to a bona fide professional like Jeff and not only have him, because he's already said he can't give you a technique to overcome or to surpass your limitations, but he can describe to you your limitations and tell you what you need to do to exceed them. Yeah, right. We've got to find out what you're physically capable of doing. 
as opposed to trying to work with something they're physically incapable of, because we all understand that would be stupid. Then I'm going to say, all right, if we want to take this technique that is your current optimized technique, how do we make this even better? Get to the gym. Get more flexible in the joints that matter. Get stronger in the joints that matter and learn how to make your body create more force by bursting. Remember what you've learned on this show many times. One might even say hundreds of times because I know I've said it hundreds of times. That downswing takes somewhere between a quarter and a third of a second. So if you don't think we're bursting here with force and power, you are sadly mistaken. It might appear smooth, but let me tell you, if it's over in that short amount of time, that defines a burst of energy. What I know from studying a lot of physical trainer people who work with the highest level of athletes, they all tell me about the same thing. The absolute highest level athletes that are out there, the Olympic caliber folks, they transition better, faster, more powerfully than the others. They transition from one direction to the other. So they, what they're saying is, they change directions more abruptly, more aggressively, quicker, stronger, harder, faster than everybody else, because then they have more force built up in that short amount of time. Mm -hmm. And it takes quite a while to become an Olympic caliber athlete. Don't expect that to happen overnight. Okay. Well, I mean, look, there are folks, it depends on the sport. I mean, let's just look at what today, where here we are in, in mid-April. As a matter of fact, what's going on this weekend? Yeah, it's Master you Sunday. It's you might mm -hmm. think it's Easter, but mm -hmm. if you're a golfer, Master Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. So, but soon the 4th of July comes. And on the 4th of July, you will see in Long Island, New York, a competition of superior athletes. It's the Nathan's hot dog eating <laughs> contest. And I'm telling you mm -hmm. that that little Japanese dude, Kobayashi, will show up <laughs> and he will cram at hot dogs into his face and he will still get slaughtered by the one, the only king of the hot dog, Joey Chestnut. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me that Joey Chestnut and Kobayashi, for years, they have been at the top of that sport. What? <laughs> Why is that, John? And I contend what I have learned is that they have a better burst than all of those <laughs> other competitors. They can get more into them in that short amount of time. Yeah. You can't tell me that that's not a burst. That's of swallowing burst. hot dogs. That's a burst. It's a burst. <laughs> okay? You get something done in a short amount of time, you have bursted for sure. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> also, though, not just getting in shape and, and, and exercising and, and improving and going to a, a bona fide instructor who can say, listen, you could get your swing speed up if – your hips were more mobile. If, if, you know, your entire body was more limber, if your legs were stronger, if your arms were stronger, whatever, 
and and then you can go to you know TPI or one of those guys and and have a, a routine planned out for you to accomplish that physically. But also an instructor can get you to the epitome of what your limitations are to to the 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 best that you can do within yourself by improving technique or perfecting technique yeah within what you're capable of physically so yes. it is possible to improve without having to go through a, a big routine of of getting in better shape and losing well that's what that i do with people all the time i find right. out i'm like hey john you are who you are so let's maximize who you are right if exactly. you decide to go and find a way to get a better version of who you are structurally, physically, mm -hmm. that you now can produce more force and you can do that, then we'll deal with that as an added bonus. Right. But up until that moment, I'm going to put you on my force plates and I'm going to measure what's going on and I'm going to look at your technique and I'm going to see what you're built to do and I'm going to maximize what you are built to do right away. Because I need to get the best thing out of you that's possible. That's what you need me for too. Mm -hmm. And so, that's what you've done for me. Cause I haven't, I haven't done any, any more exercising than I've ever done before. I didn't go and get in better shape. I didn't start lifting weights or anything like that. You just, are you improved. telling me that you're just, you're deciding to not challenge Joey Chestnut? I, I am. Yes. I don't, I don't do, I don't do soggy hot dog buns, man. I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah, they dunk them in water. And that I know weird. that's a secret, man. It is yes. that's <laughs> gross, isn't it? It's slimy. But but being able to uh to improve the technique is without having to do anything else, my limitations are the same, but my technique has improved to the port where the where the game is better. So what I did for you is I took away some restrictions that you had. Mm -hmm. I avoided them altogether. If I, I basically plugged power leaks. You had so much in you to give, and I made sure that you could give it. Right. right. Right? So from where you were to where you are, I gave you some, but I didn't just, like, steal it from me and hand it over. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was already in there. Yeah. And, of course, that made you scratch your head and go, I thought I lost that years ago. Uh -huh. <laughs> Where's that I, been hiding? <laughs> and I thought I said something along the lines of, well, I lifted this little thing of, this was James Hong on the show, I would say. Uh -huh. I lifted this little flap of flab, and there it is, <laughs> lo and behold. But no, there I mean, it was. <laughs> it's okay, no, I can take it, Mr. Sarcastic. Yeah. I can do it. But no, 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 really, what I did was I found out where you could give it, and if you were to change directions hard and fast enough, mm -hmm. you found more in it, in you. Yeah. Yep. But the slower we are in transition, you know, backswing to downswing, right? that little millisecond of time, if that became a slower, softer, saggier transition, 
because we have this interest of going, ooh, I want to be as smooth looking as Freddie Couples, <laughs> as Payne Stewart, as Ernie Els, and Adam Scott. Mm-hmm. I want to look so smooth. Yeah, guess what? Y'all are thinking that, but the truth is you don't because you just got slower. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking to speed that stuff up. Yep. Instead of going, eh, I want to be smooth. I want to have so many O's and smooth. <laughs> However, That's what I want my swing to look like. Oh yeah, by the way, I also want my ball to go far. Yeah. 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 However, I, I have to say that that one of the compliments I get from people when I start playing with them for for the first and second time is that John, that swing is so smooth. How did you learn how to do that? And it's I mean, it was just just the 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 rhythm of of working with Jeff Smith, basically. Right. I taught you how to sequence your body so it looked smooth and had more burst. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's fun. It is fun. I had a, I had a guy today, John, that he saw uh, a young girl that I was working with. And I got that young girl to just flat out kill it. And he says, you got her to speed up. I'm like, yeah. He goes, I've been trying to slow mine down to hit it better. I said, how's that working? He goes, I hit it pretty good, but it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> and I looked at him and said, you succeeded in one goal. And then there were those unintended consequences of a really slow head club head speed. And he looked at me and he goes, my last teacher never said anything about unintended consequences. <laughs> because your last teacher didn't know anything about physics. He must have flunked. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. Wow. We have some time yet together, and we're going we're gonna to get those limitations working for you when we come right back. We are all those weekend golf guys. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. Facebook.com slash golf guys. And we are still here. Those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Jeff Smith golf instruction.com. If you're intrigued by any of the things you've heard, it's a simple little uh, click on the computer and you can get to them and ask some questions. And I, I got to tell you that, that this entire program, the whole idea of playing within yourself, of knowing your limitations was triggered by a question that a listener had. And we will do that for anybody. You have a question, you've got a specific problem, you need to work on something, you need to know what to do or whatever, write us, call us, send an email to Jeff, jeff at thoseweekendgolfguys.com and ask him. I think it's so much fun when we get the feedback, like sometimes on the Facebook group and sometimes it's through an email like this. You know, I had a, I had a guy just send me a text about last week's show. He said, I loved every minute of that. So he's, he's another teacher in, in, in the state of Indiana. You know, so he listens to the show and he's all happy about all that. It was cool. He goes, yeah, I really like what's, I, I like that show a lot. And I like it when other people, I know they're listening out there, right? So mm-hmm. send us something. Definitely. Give us a quick, hell, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about darn near everything. You've heard this show enough. We'll say anything. <laughs> We're not proud. <laughs> Look, I've learned to play within my limitations on this radio show. Yes, indeed. Where you have taught me. Long time ago, John, what you have taught me 
basically through the editing of the show process is, is that there are some limitations. They are set by the FCC. <laughs> yes. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, there are things, there are, there are gems that come forth from Jeff's mouth that you never hear. It's to save his reputation. It's to save, save a lot of things. <laughs> yep. but, but this, this again was, was triggered by a question that, that uh, a listener had because he, he basically wanted to know how to speed up. He, he was frustrated because he couldn't get any faster. He couldn't get any longer. And I think everybody who's tried to swing faster by basically swinging harder, because that's what we need to do or we know to do or we think we need to do, um, you really screw up the shot when you start doing that. You start swinging off your, out of your shoes and you have no idea where the ball's going to go. Here's the funny thing, right, John? What are they hearing off this show right now? They're hearing that they got to transition harder and faster. And then they hear going, oh, no, because I'm swinging harder, it's all screwed up. No, it's when you're out of sequence. Yeah. This is what you're about to say. It's saying, look, the way that you're going about this harder at its swing can't start from hands first. Right. right. It's got to start lower body first, then goes up to the torso and that moves. And then the arms move and then the hands go. If it's not in that order, folks, you're going to go slower and screw this whole thing up. How do somebody sequence that the way I just mentioned it? The lower body kickstarts the downswing, then it's the torso, then it's the arm, then it's the hands, right? How do I get that in order? John, it's so easy. It scares me. I've said it on this show a bunch of times. I use it in golf lessons. Swing a rope, folks. Mm -hmm. Swing a rope. Go get a 20-foot piece of rope. Loop it a handful of times. Make sure the total length of thing that you're holding after you've looped it is about hip high to the floor and start swinging it mm -hmm. back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Guess what, folks? You're about to flog yourself. Yeah. John and I will sit back and laugh at the time that you're doing it. We can tell, right? Something's happening inside of our head that makes us realize somebody's flogging themselves at my recommendation. <laughs> but let me tell you, that is the thing that will get it so that you get the sequence of events that happen in your body to the, to go through this transition to burst it gets it in the right order and you keep doing it you don't you don't do it like a golf swing it's it's a continuous back and forth with that rope it's back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and then finish with a golf swing yeah but boy let me tell you when you get your body to do that oh my gosh you got to be kidding me yeah no, the sequence I mean, of events is good when, the source of power that you're using is good you're using all of the the large muscle groups in the legs, in the torso, in the back, mm -hmm. in the shoulders, you're using that so much better, so much more than you are just kind of throwing your hands down there at it. Look, we are going to throw the hands out down there at it, but it isn't going to be just those and they're going to be last. Yeah. And it's going to be in sequence and it's going to be everything working in concert. And let me tell you, one of the things that happens when you, when you start doing that right is it, you know, you can hit a drive in a pro-am uh, straight down the middle of the fairway rather far and, and have somebody behind you go, wow, you've been taking lessons. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Jeff Smith, man. I mean, he was, I, I had so many obstacles to overcome with this game. One is I was scared to death to play in front of people. I didn't know. Yeah. You know, and that, that was one of the first things we worked on. Yep. And that made me tight as hell, which meant that, that, the sequences and all the body movements were all screwed up. So, you know, it was going to the left, it was going to the right, it was going nowhere. Um, 
you know, and it just, it just got fixed. And uh, it's just so easy. It is so easy. Interestingly enough, one of the solutions to that nervousness about playing with other people was solved in part by when you wear all those loud, wild clothes from loudmouth golf, <laughs> then you know nobody's watching you swing. That's right. They're all laughing at your pants. They're looking at, they're looking at that outfit you got on. <laughs> at least in your head, that's what you think they're laughing at. And all of a sudden, you got less nervous. You know, when people say, you know, you think somebody who had loud pants like that would have better looking knees, you know, but... <laughs> No, what what it was, I'll tell you flat out what it was that got over the nervousness was it, it was being more confident in how I was going to hit it. Yeah. Because it, right. it, it was a lack of Even confidence. What was coming. Yeah. Yeah. I knew I knew that that Jeff had showed me how to properly move to strike the golf ball in the manner to which I would like to become accustomed. And it and it, and it works. So again, JeffSmithGolfInstruction.com. Check him out because the man is very good at what he does. And he can make you very good at uh, at what you want to do on the golf course. Again, you know it's it's no it's it's no sin to admit, you know, especially me and 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 the group I play with. We're old, okay. Most most of us have have crested the sixty hill. Yeah. Okay. So, in in fact, I played with a guy once who plays in a lot of tournaments, a lot of amateur tournaments. And he was playing, and he could not wait to get to the senior tees, quote unquote, the forward tees. He said, "Hey, I've been waiting all my life to be able to get up here." You know, and um, his game improved just because he no longer felt he had to work so hard to get the ball out after on his first shot. Right now, all of a sudden, he was hitting from a set of tees that, after he hits it off the drive. He's got a seven iron, eight iron, nine iron, or a wedge in his hand to the yep. green, and he feel pretty good about it. Yep, exactly. Exactly. You don't have to worry about those hybrid clubs all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're hitting fairway woods and three and four hybrids for your second shot, you're playing from the wrong set of tees, bud. You need to move up or get substantially better. Look, if you can hit it decently, right? Doesn't have to be the best strike. You know, let's say you hit it like on a three on a five scale where it's like one is terrible and Mm -hmm. five is like, why am I not playing in Augusta this week? Right. (laughs) And three is like, okay. Could you imagine if this quality of your strikes were at a three or a four and okay to good, right? If you could have a round full of those, my God, you're actually a happy golfer. One thing that helped me so much just just psychologically was when Brooke was with us um, on the show about three, four months ago. And she said when she tells her students, good enough. Yeah. Just hit it good, good enough. enough. Right. You know? Stop thinking of that perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's doesn't good have enough. to be perfect. It just that'll has work. to be good enough. Yep. If you can yep. sit there and strike it and go, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. I mean, if you walk off after the shot, you go, I'll take it. You know, you're golden, man. You're golden. So keep that in mind and keep in mind that, that you're not Superman, that, that, you know, 280 that you hit once in your life was a fluke, not a norm. And and you're just, you're just, you know, working hard to get back to it. No, stay within yourself, play what you can play, hit what you can hit. 
make it fun. Don't make it frustrating. Use the right clubs. Use from the right tees. Don't try to be a superstar. Don't try to be a superhero. You know, don't invest in the longer golf balls because you want to play from the back tees. No, no, no. Just right. play within yourself the next time you go out and play some golf. Okay. Besides that cold cape thing. That gets in the way, dude. It does, man. You can't it swing with a cape on. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it's caught up in the driver, and the whole thing turns into a big pile of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and some people don't look good in tights. <laughs> Just pointing that out. I, I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Check us out. Facebook.com slash golfguys. Check us out. Follow us. Uh, you can join the uh, the League of Extraordinarily Average Golfers. It's a fun place to hang out and um, just hang out with us. Come back. We do it every week right here. Those Weekend Golf Guys. Thanks for being with us. <laughs>